You are now tuned in to the Spirit of 2012 Learning Podcast. On October 25th, Spirit of 2012 held a summit to launch our first legacy report. Our legacy report showcased the findings of the impact of our first three years of funding. In these podcasts, we share the summit's panel discussion on sporting and cultural legacy and the creation and staging of events. Baroness Tani Gray-Thompson is a former Paralympic athlete with over 10 gold medals. She's also a campaigner on behalf of disabled people, women and girls and the value of sport in the House of Lords. Tani was a founding board member of Spirit and is now a patron. to be here this afternoon. Um, I I was a founding uh, trustee of Spirit and uh, it was amazing to see what's been achieved in its time that it's been in existence. So I've been involved in sport for a really long time. It's about 35 years. How old are you? Oh, great, thanks. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, It actually feels like a lot longer than 35 years, but um, I've seen so many benefits from being involved in sport and physical activity. You know, sport has the power to inspire, to bring people together, uh, to challenge perceptions, um, especially around disability. Sport has provided some of the best and the worst moments of my life. Uh, And that's not just because I'm a Welsh football and rugby supporter. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm probably bound to say that big sporting events are fantastic because I've competed at um, quite a few of them. But they show... Um, the, the world and the rest of the UK what can be achieved if you bring a group of bright, ambitious and forward-thinking people together and actually quite a few of those people are in the audience today so when I came in it's a bit like a 2012 reunion um, where you just get to meet really nice people again but you know, London 2012 was a landmark moment it is the best Paralympics ever uh, it's the best Paralympics I was at sadly not the best Paralympics I competed at because I was well retired by then But we know events like that can create um, a sense of community pride, whether that's a community that you live in or a community like the 2012 Games Makers. Um, I have to say that my daughter thinks I'm a total failure as a mother because the only thing she asked of me in 2012 was to get a pair of those trainers. And I said to her, you can't get them unless you're a volunteer. It doesn't matter what you've done, you cannot get them. Um, And I'm a little bit jealous of that, really, because... What I see is still people walking around in those trainers and being really, really proud of that moment in time. And I make sure that every time I see a pair, whether it's the tube or anywhere else, that I ask where people were. They probably think I'm a bit strange where I I collar them. But that is some of the most amazing things that I've seen through sport is how you bring people together. Um, I spend quite a lot of time out of uh, Queen uh, Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park. Uh, And I was there last week and I met a group of young people who were 15, 16 years old. So their only memory of that place is with the, um, you know, the games and, and the venues that were there. And they were shown pictures of what it was like in 2005. And for me, that was amazing as well, because I'd slightly forgotten the transformation that had happened because of the games. And it's important, I think, to look back at, at where we've come from, to see how far we've come, but also to think about where we go for the future. So while the big events you know, in, can encourage people um, to take part in events, So many studies have shown that the most costly or the biggest events have very little longer-term impact on social aspects, such as participation or rates of volunteering and social cohesion. 
without a huge amount of work going on behind the scenes. Um, and to be honest, there are good reasons for that, because social legacy is not the job of an events organising committee. Um, I, I've said all the way through, you know, it's not the job of the Paralympic Games to change the lives of disabled people. It can help, help shift the dialogue. It can get people thinking a bit differently. Okay, get to Johnny Peacock on Strictly. That's pretty cool. I'm quite jealous of that as well. Um, but 10 days of a sporting event cannot change the basic way that disabled people are treated in this country. So we need to do more to make sure that happens. The games can be a catalyst, but more has to go on behind the scenes. Um, and that's why projects like the ones that, that Spirit involved in are so important, because they change people's lives. So many people in the room today will have had opportunities. Um, my dad always used to say to me, Tanny, education gives you choices. And I used to think, oh, God, he's so boring. And then I found myself saying that to a group of young athletes recently. Um, but many of us will have had opportunities through education, through sport, through arts, through work, lots of things. It's how we can get these opportunities to more people. And while the event can provide that kind of initial spark of inspiration, we have to do something behind the scenes to make that happen, to capture that spark uh, and to build a greater and longer lasting impact on people's lives. And that's what Spirit of 2012 was set up to do. Um, I said at the beginning I was a funding trustee um, and it was absolutely a privilege and a pleasure to be part of it for the first year or so. Seeing how it came together, but also seeing the potential it had in terms of being able to impact the rest of the UK. Investing in people and projects that will make a massive difference to individuals' lives. Um, Debbie and her team are amazing. You know, their resilience, their kind of drive, their passion. I don't think I've ever said that to Debbie before, but the, the team are incredible. Um, and what they carry on doing is, is really important. When I first joined the board, we supported Unlimited Impact, which looked at emerging young disabled artists and art venues to make them more accessible. Because even a few years ago, the arts wasn't considered something that disabled people had immediate access to. Um, on the sports side, it was Inclusive Futures, the Youth Sport Trust project that trained and supported 14 to 19-year-olds um, to become young sports leaders in fully inclusive environments. The impact that has had is huge because it allows young disabled people to think that they've got loads of different opportunities available to them. Um, in Inclusive Futures, 57% of those trained and deployed as volunteers at events across nine UK cities were disabled. That is just unheard of. It's just amazing. Um, and the reason this is important, um, on the serious note, and this kind of relates to the work that I do in Parliament around disability rights, disability hate crime is at the highest level that it's ever been in 15 years of reporting. So we've got the games, we've got lots of disabled people around and about, but for basic level of disabled people, it's a pretty tough place out there. Disability hate crime figures for children are an all-time high. Um, in the last two years, there's been a rise of 120% of hate crime directed at disabled children. So how are we going to bring about that change? You know, if you talk to anyone outside the UK, they'd be really shocked by those figures because they think, you know, everything's okay here. What will bring about that change is projects that Spirit is able to work with uh, and able to, to influence and move on. Um, hopefully on to something more cheerful now. Um, because that is, is pretty tough listening to, to those figures. But, you know, I've seen in my own life and my career examples of the difference that 
sport and arts can make to people. I've been very fortunate. I've travelled the world. I've seen lots of different things. I've been to a number of different projects. I've seen young women who've stayed on at school and got more qualifications. I've seen young women who've stood up in abusive relationships. I've seen disabled people who find a new confidence in everything they're doing because of the sports and arts. And that's why we need to keep working in areas like this. And the bit that's really important, which is the bit I'm really proud of with, with Spirit, is the measurement. Because we all know the difference that sport and activity and arts can make to people's lives. But actually, we need to convince people. We probably all know in this room how good it is, but we need to convince the people who aren't here the difference that can make. It's not just about the skills it gives you, uh, the resilience, the coping mechanisms. It's the long-term impact it can have on people's lives. Uh, the percentage increase in well-being, life satisfaction, percentage reduction in those with higher anxiety levels among participants is, is just amazing. And so the work that Spirit does in terms of measuring that and, and sending out that message is important. Because when I started, the money we had seemed like a lot of money. And it is, if it was in my bank account, 47 million would be a lot of money. Um, uh, but actually, you know, that money's not going to be there forever. It needs to be out the door. It needs to be being spent. But for me, um, I don't want the work that's, that's been done through this to stop because it's making such a huge difference. Um, I live in the northeast of England. I live just outside Middlesbrough uh, in Stockton-on-Tees. I, I see the impact that it's having there uh, and through Cultural Fits, which is my, my nearest project. It's, it's absolutely amazing what it's doing. So, if there were medals for talking, I would win. Um, but I just want to say that the work, that, I mean, if you haven't figured it already, the work that Spirit's done is just brilliant. It's amazing that so many people are in the room today who, you know, to, to meet different people, to network, to, to learn from, from all the positivity. Um, congratulations to everything that Spirit's done. Um, I hope you get another 47 million. Um, sadly, I don't have a checkbook that large or have any impact on Parliament that can give you that kind of money. Um, but the one thing that um, I'm keen to do as a patron and supporter is to keep spreading that message and, and to keep um, making this happen. So thank you very much for having me here today. It's been a pleasure to be here. for listening to this edition of the Spirit of 2012 Learning Podcast. For more resources and information about how to embed what we know in your own projects, please visit our learning portal by googling Spirit of 2012 Learning Portal.